Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. This is the place we love to say Jesus is the way. Everything, everything else, everything else is, is a conversation. conversation. That wasn't really supposed to be a lead in. Yeah. That's cool. All right. So everybody, they're listening. Every time, Guys yeah. are listening. Uh, man, full house today. Arnick, Deli, Jeremy, Josh, Andy. Mm-hmm. All yes. the seats are full. Yeah. And uh, Arnick's running a camera that's like ESPN radio. So, yeah. Ocho. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Almost that big. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, the the book that we're going to cover is is that big for sure. So, um, actually, this week, Monday, Tuesday, you'd finish up reading James four and five, and uh, today would be uh, first first Peter, chapter one. But what we're going to do is just hang out in James a little bit, talk through that. Um, I do love Hebrews. We talked about that, but man, James is a close second, and. Uh, you were talking earlier, uh, Delhi James is kind of a book of Proverbs in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, uh, I had to pull up the Bible project. You know, again, we I love Tim Mackey, so I appreciate all of his, all of his things, and and even Father, his son and Mackey. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't ever listen to this, but even his his <laughs> voice, I love his you know voice. It just cracks me up listening to him. So, um, yeah, it was this overview of the fact that. You know Jesus. I mean, he's the brother, brother of Jesus, right? And he's uh, James. Yeah, James Jacob. and <laughs> Jacob. Yes, <laughs> and um, how they were brought up with you know the Old Testament. I mean, and a lot of the things are proverbs. You know, those these wisdoms, kind of like what what he said was even these one liner things that you could just pull out. All you know, just wisdom things and. How um, this book, especially in chapters two through five, Tim Mackey says there's like twelve different topics that he just hits in these little chapters that we're reading. And um, I mean, there's things in here like um, our words and and how they can be, you know, the truthful and divisive and um, just condemning and all those things. And then there's about money and, and how you handle those things and um, being having faith and deeds and, and how that, that's always an area for me where I'm thinking of, you know, Paul when he's talking about well, you're justified by faith alone. And then, you know, and this is, that's more in my mind thinking about in front of God. And this is more of, okay, that you're shown there's things that do happen when you are yeah. walking in that faith that, that mm-hmm. is start to manifest in your life. So I just think about that, all of this stuff that he's hitting. And, um, and even what he taught, what Tim Mackey also talked about was he's pulling a lot of this stuff from what Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount too. Like, it's just, coming right like right he's just repeating a lot of things that Jesus said and just um all these wisdoms that he said on the sermon on the mount. So anyway, that was just all kind of uh what was hitting me in in here but I but like I said that this genuine faith, this faith with deeds um well, it's pretty and, salty that uh you've got a guy like uh I mean, you know, James brother of Jesus, I get it, but taking on Paul. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> and uh as Paul, although a Hebrew, was the the evangelist to the Gentiles, uh, James pastored the Jerusalem church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. it opens up with saying, verse one, this book is to the uh, the diaspora, right? The people mm-hmm. that are spread about, mm-hmm. right? The twelve mm-hmm. tribes 12 all over tribes. the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, you're not here with us anymore. You're all over the world. You're integrated into mm-hmm. non 
probably non-God-fearing Jesus-acknowledging cultures. Yeah. And so here are some things to put in your back pocket mm-hmm. right? When, you, when you're in those spaces. So we were reading the Psalms. Uh, I was doing another Bible study. We were talking about the Psalms. And the Psalms, the 150 Psalms being a prayer book uh, to give people access to temple when they were in Babylon, mm-hmm. in exile, right? Yeah. And being able to be in temple with God. And there's a cool little video that shows, you know, whatever the era might have looked like with um, Babylon and Nehemiah and all that business, you know, Jeremiah and such. And then it, the same picture at the end is someone in like South Detroit, you know, I mean, that kind of a <laughs> mm-hmm. cartoon picture, yeah. still trying to get into the temple. So I think of this, these people are all over the place and they're trying to get into a space of God consciousness, uh, how to live for the Lord, how to walk it out. And he takes on Mm -hmm. the idea of faith alone and works, which really didn't come to much argumentative preeminence until the 1500s, right? I mean, 14, 1500s with uh, Martin Luther King (coughs) getting this realization of faith and Mm -hmm. works and and that (coughs) idea. Martin Luther. Yes, Martin Luther. Did I say Martin Luther King? He said Martin Luther King, That's because Chip is my son. Yeah, that's right. I I saw him sitting there for a second. Yeah, 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 that's funny. James James for me is always, maybe not always, but has been this really neighborly book. Like how how to interact with your fellow man and and the attitudes associated with that that are important. And like... Uh, there's the verse of, you know, try to live at peace with all men. But then this one in chapter 2, verse 12, just after it goes through love your neighbor as yourself, you're doing right, but if you show show favoritism, you're convicted. But it says this in in verse 12, and I think this is something that happens, that I felt like happened as I taught James, that there was so much neighborly inner and direction. Like, here's how you live towards your neighbor. Here's the attitudes that are faith and works and all those things we but this attitude in chapter in chapter 2 verse 12 speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom mm. because judgment without mercy will be shown uh, will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful mercy triumphs over judgment and so there's like snippets in there that I I feel like having more years on me no that I would have missed when I first Taught yeah. through this read and read that, through yeah. this, mm-hmm. that there are these attitudes that underlie, underlie the book of James mm-hmm. that need uh, need applied to all the things that are being said. And sometimes we we like to do what we do in Proverbs, where you take two lines and then yeah. that's on a postcard. And mm-hmm. uh, so that this attitude here, where mercy triumphs over judgment, has been uh, something that's been more clearly important as I look at all of James. Mm-hmm. Well, James presents this, right? Judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mm-hmm. So don't right. be merciful, and you're going to get you judgment without mercy. Yeah. And I, I think <laughs> back to what Matthew's Sermon on the Mount right. 7, right? Don't judge, mm-hmm. but it doesn't condemn judging. It says right. Judge right judgment. The, the way you're going to judge is how you're going to get yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then comes back with, but mercy triumphs over judgment. Yeah. And when I was listening to this, reading through it, even just this week, Something struck me that you just you you hit the the law that gives freedom, right? Yeah, that's that was in there twice, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I saw that twice, and so I looked back, and in chapter one, in verse 25, it says the same thing: the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
which so, is not how you, at least not how no, you, you hear it as a, a, as a young person. A you know, these rules are things rules they're supposed to do, do, and that, that they don't they don't bring freedom. But uh, again, being older, getting a little older, it makes a big difference when how you treat your neighbor can be prison imprisoning. Mm. But when you have, my mom always said, "Would say good fences make good neighbors." You know that that. But how you treat right. each other does bring freedom if you work work it in a way that does this you know i'm gonna start with mercy and i'm gonna live live a way that laws are freeing henry cloud says that boundaries define us and they protect us Mm -hmm. and i'm thinking of this as the definition of law and how to handle people and Mm -hmm. things to both define and protect and in that protection there is actually freedom and security in the parameters and the knowing and the solidity of mm. of it mm. which i do think you frankly have to grow into yeah, <laughs> yeah. to get an appreciation Experience. of it yeah. oh yeah yeah we were just talking about you know delhi just had a birthday i just had a birthday um when i was delhi's age which was a, a minute ago uh my the first the very first first that came to mind when uh, when I found out we were going to talk about the whole books of James was three six, which is uh, it only takes a spark remember <laughs> to start off a forest fire and I just was thinking you know I have set many fires because I have a loose tongue at times and so I thought as we just before we we came on today uh, you know. When I was Delhi's age, which was 13 years ago, uh, <laughs> for doing the math, yeah, um, <laughs> you know, my mouth was maybe a little different than it is now, mm. and I think in that context of sometimes we just have to grow into things. I would, I would hope that I've grown into someone that uses my, you know, the James three six. It only takes a spark. Remember to set off a forest fire. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony to chaos, throw mud on a reputation, send the whole world up in smoke, and go up in smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. That's the message. <laughs> and it says, keeps on going, saying, this is scary. You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. And it keeps going, and then it says, with our tongues... We bless God our Father. Mm-hmm. With the same tongues, we curse the very men and women he made in his image. Mm. Curses and blessings out of the same mouth. That's the verse that came to me. And I thought, you know, I, w- I want to be, well, hopefully I'm a lot better than I used to be, and I think I am, but I want to I be that blessing out of the mouth. I, mm-hmm. I want the, whatever's coming out is blessing. And we know from studying the Bible that what goes in <laughs> will come out. So... Uh, yeah, it's an expression of what, what's so interesting is we talk about our heart is deceitful. Who can know it? We don't even know our own heart yet. We do. When it comes out, mm-hmm. out of the abundance of the heart, yeah. the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. So it's this heart change that mm-hmm. happens in us. And the ambivalent waffling back and forth of Jesus on Sunday and who knows what on Wednesday and Jesus again on Sunday and yeah. who knows what on Wednesday. And, and some of the ambivalence of that which is just normal, like navigating and, and wanting both and, and, and growing into a place where we fully surrender all of this 
to him. Were, were you guys, uh, Josh, you said you were probably the spark more often than not. Uh, I, I grew up and had probably not a lot of trouble holding my tongue. I learned that less like, hold your tongue, you know, <laughs> don't be talking when you don't need to be talking <laughs> about things you don't understand. You know, those kinds of where it probably taught me to be reserved and restrictive of my speech, sure. even if I feel called to speak. And it was in this this tongue passage and me working with horses where I started to realize that a bit is not just it's not just a hold your tongue and stop behavior, yeah. but it's a it's a guiding, it's like the rudder passage, you know, ship and a rudder and mm. those things are are guiding to do what we want it to do, just like we would want a fire to do good things with. We would want a, a, a spring to bring life. Mm-hmm. We would want the tongue to bring life. Mm-hmm. But it was one journey to say, don't say, you know, hold your tongue and don't say, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. But it's a di- it was a different step for me to be intentional, take the tongue into a place of intention mm-hmm. that was life-giving and... And maybe sometimes difficult, but that that was a real journey for me. Thinking about, I can sit here and not say anything, and I'm not going to offend anybody. I'm not. It's not going to. I'm not going to be more uncomfortable. But for me to speak words of life, and that's awkward. For me to speak words that are challenging is awkward. So I, I'm there. I don't know if that was your guys' experience, or it's always been. I'm trying to rein it in, and uh, but for me it was. Let's use the tongue in a way that honors the Lord, not yeah. just not use it. Yeah. Yes, right. for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I grew up I grew up with, um, I had free reign to speak what was on my heart in my home, um, but I was really pretty reserved in, you know, in high school and, and even afterwards. I, you know, I was afraid to fail, and so I, I did, I was more reserved. Mm-hmm. Not because I was told, you know, told to hold my tongue, I was just nervous. Um, and then when I found some success in life and career or whatever, um, I became, I went almost to the opposite of, I'll say what I want to say, mm. no matter what, I don't mm. care who I hurt. Mm. And it was like a spectrum or a mm-hmm. pendulum shift, <laughs> right? Where like, you know, sure. get out of my sure. way, I'm going to run sure. you over with my words. And, and so I've seen, uh, there's been both of that in my life. Mm-hmm. And now I think I completely agree. What we say is, is who we are, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, that's the reality of it. And in our culture where, we can say anything we want online. Um, uh, we don't say that stuff in person, you know, most of the time. You know, if we're going to be rude online, it's tough to say that stuff in person. But I think as much as we can be rude online, we can still give life wherever we're speaking, wherever our voice is being heard. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the truth is hard. Sometimes the truth, speaking even to our loved ones, is hard about things that are true. Mm-hmm. But it's where our heart is. What's our heart posture while we're saying those things? And then that comes out in the gift, the fruits of the spirit, gentleness and kindness Mm -hmm. and self-control. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and you are allowing yourself to be, your heart is surrendered. Your heart is submitted. Mm -hmm. And so, um, what is it? 7% of communication is the actual words. Yeah. 38% tone, 55% body language and body language, body of Christ language, right? Where we, we, we share stuff in such a way. 
I, I was thinking, and I'm, I'm pleased when this happens, when, when my words out of the abundance of my heart surprise me. <laughs> Not because I, you know, dropped an F-bomb somewhere I wasn't supposed to, you know, but like completely opposite. Mm. Yeah. Like something comes out and you're like, oh my goodness, how wonderful. <laughs> like, <laughs> Great. Like I gift. just blessed. Oh, oh I'm, I'm yeah. like, thank you, Lord. Like there's more going on in here mm. than I'm even aware of. Like I'm mm. blessing someone that came that came out because a lot of the time, and this is religion, probably in its truest sense, is Christ isn't being formed in us. We just have good filters, and we just won't speak something that's yeah. right there coming out. And so it's better than saying it for the moment, but it's not better in that it's when you look at the condition of the heart, mm -hmm. the condition of the heart's the same thing. Mm -hmm. So allowing Christ to be formed in us and finding this place of grace and uh, and and space to recognize the power, and surrendering that to the Lord. And really, when we surrender it to Spirit, Spirit directs soul and body, and heart is soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Spirit directs soul and body. And so, when the Holy Spirit directs us, and is that our soul is servant to the Spirit, and our flesh is servant to the decisions of our mm -hmm. our soul, even right? That's uh, that's big kid stuff. <laughs> which I think is what we're saying, you know, when we were 18, 19, 28, 33, <laughs> we weren't doing that stuff. Right? Maybe not. Yeah. yeah. Kelly and I were Man, talking about... I'm glad that I'm not like you guys. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> so uh, please forgive me. with yeah. his hands high above the head. And, I'm glad I'm not and, as other men. Look at and you a plank in my eye. You know? <laughs> yeah. well, I think it's the... It's the Adele and I were talking this morning about uh, being the meat eaters and not the milk drinkers. You know, there's a there's a shift eventually where yeah. you stop drinking milk and eating meat, and that's part of it. I think mm -hmm. what we're talking about. One of the things when I think of uh, James, and by the way, although Arnick is on camera, you can hear many of his comments if you listen to the. <laughs> Sermon on Sunday, yes. which was mm -hmm. outstanding. Which I did listen to and was very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good, man. Um, really, yeah, I encourage you to look at Christway.net and look up the Sermon on Sunday from James chapter 1, talking about, uh, you know, the very first thing he says, other than, you know, here's this is to the 12 tribes, hello. And then he says, you know, count it all joy. When you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, trying your faith, working patience, patience have a perfect work, on and on. And you move through here. One of the things that has, uh, I've probably referenced as much as anything out of the book of James, and it is a go-to book for me in living for God or giving pastoral counsel. Verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, hmm. ask. Mm -hmm. yeah. God gives generously, doesn't hold back. This translation says doesn't find fault. And it's going to be given. What a promise. Mm -hmm. And who doesn't lack wisdom? <laughs> so if anyone lacks wisdom, ask of God who gives it liberally and doesn't hold back, and it'll be given to you. And then, though, however, it says, but when you ask, you got to believe and not doubt. And I just think that is so real world. It is. I ask and you, first of all, I need wisdom. Yeah. And, and now I'm going to... That's all I got to do. Yeah. I ask, and I believe you're going to give it to me. Yeah. But in the moment, yeah. I can't doubt. And it goes on with this wonderful word picture. Whoever doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. Then he gets serious. That man shouldn't think he's going to receive anything of the Lord. <laughs> and in context, which many of us have quoted, the context is this. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. The context of that is I have asked God for something that is promised. And in the moment, I doubt. 
And that is instability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and don't expect to receive anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I, well, I have for years pondered that, thought about that, done business with that, worked through mm-hmm. that, and just trying to come to a place where I'm like, Lord, I lack wisdom. I'm asking you right now. And in the moment, I think he, I, I, I think it's accurate to say he encouraged his disciples, take no thought. In the moment, I'll give you what to say. Holy Spirit will give you what to say mm-hmm. in the moment. But there is that space in the moment where you're like, uh. <laughs> like, I need a little help. Well, here, like something. Right in that moment, can I, will I doubt? Will I believe? Man, belief is. And when he's talking about, and, and then he talks about, that's faith. I'm believing. But the, the, the works and the faith, this just beautiful dichotomy that he yeah. brings together. Yeah. That bo- it's a both and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the part that I was thinking about in, in wisdom, I even wrote this down, is, is true godly wisdom to me, I put down, is, is choosing to believe that God is good despite our current and fut- or future consequ- or circumstances. Like, I, I think about that just because it it's, continues to go right into just how God is generous. Like, he's. This he's is gonna, not snarky. Did you come up with that one on your own? That's what you wrote down? Yeah, that's what I wrote down right here, man. I, mean, I, I just watched The Shack this weekend. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. Papa looks at Mac and says, the issue here is you just don't believe I'm good. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. just don't believe I'm a good God. Mm-hmm. And Would you read that again? What you wrote? Uh, true wisdom is, is choosing to believe that God is good despite our current or future circumstances. Yeah. Reference Sunday morning message, right? When we look yeah. at circumstances. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, the way he just goes right into... Um, you know, even talking about wealth and having money and how it just it withers today, you know, withers the next day. And, and then it goes in talking about um, those who persevere in, in those trials and all these things. And so I'm just thinking about, man, having this wisdom throughout all of all of these future circumstances that you might be going through, right? Like this, this ups and downs and the, this faith that you have to have and just having wisdom, godly wisdom through yeah. it all. Like, uh, and I think he even goes into chapter 3, where he talks about this two kinds of wisdom. And he says uh, in verse 17 in chapter 3, the wisdom that comes from God from heaven is first of all pure and, and, and peace-loving and considerate and submissive and full of mercy and good fruit and impartial. And so, man, so I'm just like... <laughs> Why didn't you preach on that on Sunday, man? <laughs> that, well, first of all, because it would take one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks. Yeah, yes, right, <laughs> right? <laughs> man. And then you would still just be scratching the yeah. right? the surface, man. It's just so deep yeah. with all of that, man. I don't know. It was. It's just that just thinking about this godly wisdom that it just embodies all of those things for for ever, for all circumstances. You know, I don't know. It's so yeah. I'm thinking of. Um, uh, I'm thinking of James writing this book. All that he's seen. His perspective. That's one of the reasons Mm. I love the book of John. (laughs) I love the book of John because he wrote it 50 years after Jesus died, right? Probably 30 years after the other gospels. And he is this old dude that is like seen it all. And reflected on And mm-hmm. reflecting, mm-hmm. right? And of course, prompted by the Spirit, for sure. Inner circle with Jesus, James and John and Peter, James and John, right? Mm-hmm. And in this space, and this old guy, man. 
Who's had a rough who's had a rough go of that it. writes this yeah. book and then picks particular things. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. What seven signs, I think, right? Seven different signs or miracles or whatever he, he chooses. And then he goes on to say, you know, if the if everything Jesus did was written, the world couldn't contain it. But I'm choosing these seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? This is what I've that's seen. So that's good, man. Yeah. Like, that's where you're like, please be smarter than me and school me. Right? Please, please yeah. give me the book, that mm-hmm. access to that book. And this is what that feels like to me. Please mm-hmm. give me access to this. Mm-hmm. Purity. Mm-hmm. First of all, purity. Mm-hmm. I don't get that on my own. And I don't get that from a good filter. <laughs> right? I get that from Christ formed in us, mm-hmm. right? And peace, loving, oh my goodness. And consider it. Who mm-hmm. thinks of that? Yeah. Who who would live? I mean, hey, really. I'll give you I'll give you ten things to list. Who's gonna list? Well, definitely don't forget consider it. Consider it there. <laughs> yeah. But of course, you know, he puts that there, impartial, sincere, just beautiful. And he lays all this out for us. Five chapters. I mean, this is barely just a few pages. When you when you were referencing that, I think maybe even Jeremy said it. Like he's he's been through some stuff, and I was I was looking back at, you know, at the the Council of Jerusalem and Acts, right? Like he he like this is when Barnabas and Paul like come back to him and are like, man, look at all these things that are happening in the Gentiles, and they're you know all conversing about it and talking about it, and and James is actually the one who stands up, and and he's saying like. Hey, like, uh, he's I've got, the lead. Uh, yeah, he literally stands up in the lead. He's it says, lead. yeah, verse 13, it says, when they finished, James stood up, brothers, listen to me. Simon has described all these things, and then it said, it is my judgment. He's standing up, he's like, it's my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles. <laughs> right? Now, so I'm just thinking about, like, the things that he's seen. And then later, I think two chapters later, is when Peter comes from prison, and they're all praying and you know all this stuff in the room because Peter's in prison and Peter just got out and yeah. knocking on the door and James is in there you know like so I'm just thinking about all these th- I'm trying to think of his perspective right yeah. like he's man look at all this God moving man my friend he's been in, in jail people are scattering and being scattered all about and he's here in Antioch planning you know doing I don't know I'm just thinking about his perspective he was in the middle yeah in the he was mix. right in the mix of all that you know and and before that he was my brother is a what? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. who's my brother? I don't really. I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. that's not him. Yeah, yeah. So, man. Yeah, just, there was some. I mean, I guess there's. You know, I don't know if I'd call it controversy, but difference of opinion about when James came in the fold. But yeah, right. not at the beginning. Yeah, no. Not, not, yeah, and it yeah. might have been near the end or even post. Post resurrection. Well, yeah. yeah, he wasn't at the cross. Mm, if he right. was, you didn't really hear him talk well, about. Um, Jesus gave Mary to John, not right. James. So at least he wasn't right there. I mean, yeah, he would have been. Here's my go to my brother, but he didn't. So yeah. that's whatever. I mean, that's a fun yeah. thing to talk about over a barbecue or something. But, <laughs> but he had his issues with Jesus up front. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then turns to be this this leader, which is beautifully yeah. hopeful. Yeah, it's just it, I don't know. I just think about. I'm just trying to put myself in those shoes of like, man, what is this guy experiencing? And then, like I said, he writes these five little short chapters that are just like. Boom in your face! Boom in your face! Boom in your face! Let me uh, sit back and try to just reflect on these things and put myself in a, having the right perspective and all all these things that he's throwing. Uh, out I love you. what you brought up in Acts, and I I love the heart that comes through where he's like, uh, guys, let's not make it uh, let's not make it too hard, huh? Yeah, <laughs> let's not make let's it make such a easy. major mm-hmm. deal 
to get to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think applies mm-hmm. today. Pretty yeah. much everywhere. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it applies today. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's not make it such. And I, I think we can easily discuss and know why we do that. Like, it, uh, Peter looked at those same people and he says, fellas, neither we nor our fathers were able to do this. Mm-hmm. So all the stuff you're trying to put on them, none of us could do it. So who are we kidding? And then James comes up and he's like, hey, guys, let's not make it so hard. Why? Yeah. Why are we doing that? And why do we do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then why do you make your life miserable by not living in that truth? Like the chapter 4, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Do they, not, do they not come from your desires that battle within you? And then so he he has this this balance of the gospel's easy and then you make it hard and you don't live live in the grace that's in it. So he goes through this. The that was one of the things I learned. You adult, you friendship with the world, this enmity with God, uh, those kinds of things I heard. But uh, but he gives us more grace, mm-hmm. you know. So that submit yourself to God, resist the devil, he will flee from you. We just if you're in doing freedom with this, that was one we just covered in in uh, mm-hmm. what lesson mm-hmm. ten, you know. So those that contrast of Jesus is easy to approach. From the guy who lived with him growing up and just was like, "Yeah, I don't know what's going on with you, bro, but we're gonna you're, we're gonna keep yeah, yeah, you're a little different now, you know." And then and then that transition. Jesus for him. was literally the black sheep of the family. Oh like yeah, he got crucified. Over <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So just your your older brother felon guy that's just got executed. Right. Yeah. So James had some that. had some stuff to deal with, and then then the the Acts passage where he's let's not make this connection to to hope to to Jesus to God difficult and then once you've made that connection don't live in the quarrels and the bitterness and the I'm sure he's saying that as the yeah. the guy who was in charge of the Jerusalem church right he's like come yeah. on folks we're <laughs> well the end of 3 is like you know be a peacemaker basically yeah. mm-hmm. um and I'm sure that's what he dealt with a lot yeah. was yeah, so I'm trying to make peace in this mixed hodgepodge group of people that he's trying to to guide. But yeah, it, yeah, it's so challenging. When you said earlier, Andy, like it's a dichotomy. I'm just I'm thinking about this. It's just everything. He's just cha- just pressing into each of these little things. He doesn't like seem to be afraid to tackle a yeah. topic, does he? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> One of the benefits of being old, you don't care. You just say what needs to be said. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, it's got to be, it's comforting to me in all these things that he says and addresses. He's, he's not writing as from a guy who's, we're just now experiencing these tensions and complex concepts. And Mm -hmm. this is thousands of years ago. And it speaks to us today of the tensions and the quarrels and the, the access to the, the father and Mm -hmm. the attitudes that we carry. Those, Mm -hmm. these are. These were problems for the guys who literally walked with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I should take comfort in knowing and be able to walk in them in grace because that's what we do. That's yeah. what as Christians, that's what we do. We walk in these in these tensions with ourselves and with the people that we uh do life together with and and so we I want to make I want to make <clears throat> one comment and then I'm going to ask you to pray and close us out, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, I'm going through this book, right? Chapter 5, and you go down, and it ends uh, at, at verse, uh, verse verse 20. So 
I'm thinking, when do you end this book? <laughs> right? You're dry, you know, when do you end? Here, here's the end. 19 and 20. My brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth, if, right? <laughs> if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save him from death. And I love this part. And cover over a multitude of sins. Mm -hmm. Cover over everything. And then at some point he's like, okay, I think we're done here. (laughs) And finishes (laughs) the book, right? Like that's where he ends. And the last thing I want to say is that when you restore someone, Mm -hmm. you cover a multitude of sins. Mm -hmm. Good ending. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Praise the Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. good ending. How about closing us out, man? Pray over Uh, us. Lord, we're honored that you have covered over our multitudes of actions and inactions, and and I thank you that you lead us to to a place where we can bring our troubles and turn them into joy. We can uh, sing songs of praise and cry at the same time. And our heart can be broken and filled. Yeah. And these emotions that we we experience, that you walk with us in those. Mm-hmm. Father, let us be bold in sharing that with others and walking in that space with them. Uh, not not being afraid of of the truth and not being afraid of bringing someone back from difficult situations because you have you have done that for us. You have shown us what that looks like, and it's okay that it's messy. Uh, so, Father, we praise you yeah. for uh, for chasing us, for showing what a brother a brother's journey with with your son looks like, and for always holding that door open for us. Mm-hmm. Praise you for these guys and a chance to chance to have a conversation about you with friends. Mm-hmm. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And I'm sitting here thinking, may we, the five of us, may we as pastors follow the mentoring of of this pastor. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun being together today. Thanks for investing that time. Thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate the time that you you give us each week. So uh, grace mm-hmm. and peace, strength to you. As we wrap up, we are on the home stretch in the New Testament. So finishing up the book of James, moving into first and second Peter this week. Uh, Blessings to you. Until next time, take care. Mm